kids come tough. I mean, this is a resilient group of kids. Mm -hmm. They've always proved that. You can see that just Duquesne, Pitt. I mean, we have great programs here in Pittsburgh, and it's nice to be part of one of the best. I think it means that the college soccer scene here in Pittsburgh is going to get better and better every single year. It bodes well for the game and the college game here in Pittsburgh. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of the Pittsburgh College Soccer Show, brought to you by the Pittsburgh Soccer Report and the Mongols Network. In this one, we're turning our attention to a few years prior to college and doing a local high school playoff preview that we're dubbing the Road to Highmark Stadium. I'm Mike. With me, as always, is the college soccer professor, John Krasinski. John, are you excited or what, man? Yeah, this is uh, this is the best time of the year when you're really, when you're involved with soccer in Pittsburgh, and especially at the youth level and, you know, this just high school age level. It's just, it's such an exciting time. Yeah. So, so the, uh, the brackets were released, uh, earlier this week. Um, there, you know, I guess a lot of things to talk about. We got eight different divisions that are going on. And, and the idea is that ultimately the teams are going to end up playing at Highmark stadium, um, which especially for high school teams can just be an electric atmosphere. Uh, and so, you know, you, you said, Hey, let's do this. Let's do a show. Let's talk about it. And I said, yeah, let's go for it. This sounds like it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, a couple things in terms of teams that are returning, things to look out for. You know, we have three defending champs that are number one seeds this year with uh, Greensburg Central Catholic, Norwins Girls, Seton LaSalle Boys. There are some changes to the playoff format this year. John, talk us through some of those. Well, absolutely. Well, first of all, you know, this has been a huge change transitional year for uh, PIAA soccer across the state. The classification change going from three classifications to uh, now to four across the board, boys and girls. So say you were involved in high school soccer maybe six, seven years ago, the the complexion of how everything is set up right now is completely different than what it looked like even not that long ago. Not that long ago, maybe when some of our listeners or some of uh, between of two of us may have been involved <laughs> playing or coaching. Um, so, but it's it's really changed now to have they're at four classifications for boys four classifications for girls and it just to, just to, to give you an idea of how the growth of soccer has 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 really taken off in pennsylvania and, and now in western pa and in the piaa and in and and of course here in the Whippeal is in 1983 there were only two uh in the, it, through the 80s there were only two classifications and then of course that changed um, in 1980, I'm um, sorry. Yeah. in 1985, um, the boys went to two, but the girls stayed one, one classification all the way until 1998. And then after that, the boys finally expanded to three classifications in 2000. And then it wasn't until 2010 until girls expanded to three classifications. So, I mean, I remember the days when I was coaching at shade, even Shadyside Academy and a North Catholic, there were only two classifications in girls soccer, which now there's four, and that's only been a six-year period. So it's just remarkable, the growth of, of soccer. So now we're at four, and it's just it's exciting, and now we have a home, you know, a home for the championships. I mean, in the past, there was Elizabeth Ford High School, and, you know, there were some other locations, but to, to be able to play all of the finals at Highmark Stadium in, you know, what you may want to refer to Pittsburgh's mecca of soccer at Highmark Stadium, is 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 wonderful and and you know, i've had the opportunity to be there for the, the last three or four years but last year uh was very very special for a number of reasons um 
for me personally, um, I'm watching my son play in the finals in uh, in the in the AAA at the time AAA, the highest tier in boys to see Fox Chapel and Cannon Mac go at it. Um, and then be, prior to that, there was a fantastic game between Norwin and Upper St. Clair, and we saw Norwin finish an undefeated you know season through the WPIAL um, and and beat Upper St. Clair two nothing. And the atmosphere. The, the, the place was packed. There were more people there um, that night than it seemed like uh, coming and going between watching all both of those games on a Friday night in a place where in western Pennsylvania, high school football is king to see that type of atmosphere on a Friday night was just uh, wonderful for if you love soccer and you're from Pittsburgh. So that hopefully we get to repeat some of that um, this, this coming year with the three now three day. Uh, finals set for Highmark Stadium between November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Yeah, it's it's absolutely going to be uh, just a blast. Um, and as you mentioned, it's amazing to see how we've heard about it for years, but really sort of witness the explosion of soccer in Western Pennsylvania. Um, just going the number of teams, the number of players, and now the number of divisions. It's just it's awesome. Um, and as you mentioned, you know we're we're going to talk about the girls here a little bit first. The girls will start playoff action on Monday, October twenty fourth. So this upcoming Monday, there will be a play on play in game for one A on Saturday. And as you said, finals will be at Highmark Stadium on November third, fourth, and fifth. So it'll be a three day event, absolutely worth going to check out. Um, four different divisions, as you said, four A, three A, one A will each feature a sixteen team tournament with three teams going to PIA. Um, consolation game decides third place. And then the 2A is a 12-team tournament with four first-round buys. So we're going to talk our way through each one of these classes, um, You know, talk about who was ranked at the top. John's going to give us some some interesting storylines, and then he's going to give us his best first-round match and also his prediction for who he thinks is going to walk away with each division. So let's do this. Um, starting with the girls, Class 1A. Our top four teams, uh, as the rankings came out, as I mentioned earlier this week, you have Greensburg Central Catholic at one, Bentworth at two, Shadyside Academy at three, and uh, Vincentian Academy at four. So, John, what's the, what, what are the storylines to look at coming out of Class 1A for the girls? Well, actually, uh, real quick, before we get to that, uh, just like the disclaimer, you know, these the top four sometimes are in, are in no particular order. I think it's just being in the top four is kind of the key, um, and even in the top eight, because essentially a lot of the teams um it's it's seating may be done based on scheduling needs uh, location geography things sometimes maybe a, a two seed or a three seed are kind of flip-flopped here and there it's not that much of a uh, change it's a huge challenge for the committee to to do the seating so i just wanted to kind of mention that right off the bat Pr- Britain, uh, pull the reins right. back because i'm overhyping it I yeah it's okay. <laughs> there you go no <laughs> um so there's some there's some considerations there of course. And the other thing being, um, you know, it's not an exact science. Um, there have been some <laughs> some huge gaps in recent years. Uh, Alderdice last year, and, and I can go on about that. Um, and there was a couple this year. and We'll talk about some of those. But I, overall, I think that the, the committee did a really good job of seating this year. But um, looking at the girls um, 1A now, um, you know, you've got Greensburg Central Catholic, and then you have everybody else. Um, this is a this is a program that has steamrolled through the PI uh, through the Ripiel, um in recent years. Um, since they've gone to the when they went to three classifications, the lowest classification, which was you know traditionally Class A, mm-hmm. uh, now one A. Um, Greensburg has won, I believe, four times, and Shadyside Academy won twice. 
Um, and those were some really good teams on both sides. And Greensburg had, of course, Franny Krause, um, who was just a dominant player and scored over 200 goals. And, and now this year we're looking at Greensburg Central Catholic again as a juggernaut, a team that you know won the Whippeal last year and then on their way to the States last year kind of got derailed. There were a bunch of injuries. I was talking to Brian Cartwright, their coach, uh, after. I remember after that last year and how disappointed he was because the team was as, as good as they were. A couple injuries just knocked them off and then derailed their chances to also win the States. But but just in, within the Whippeal, they have, the, at this level, uh, probably like Franny Krause years before, who's now at Penn State and helping Penn State win national championships, um, <laughs> Bailey Cartwright, Brian's daughter, um, is a Notre Dame recruit, and she's just tearing through the um, the scoring records. And now she has surpassed Franny Krause and is now the all-time leading scorer in Whippeal uh, girls soccer. Um, when she broke the record, I believe it was 212. Uh, she's, I think she's accumulated a few more. So do the math, uh, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> do the math. Yeah. That's in four years since still counting she's she's climbing up um <coughs> some significant numbers there that's insane i mean that yeah that's that's 50 goals a season plus that's plus uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. wow um yeah so and, <laughs> and that i mean part of it is and this is this is not a knock on i mean obviously franny kraus has proven it at the level um where she's playing right now uh, and doing what she's doing but it, it is a little bit of a you know doing it at the class 1a level the, you know, defending, they're not going to face stronger teams every game. So, mm-hmm. of course, there's some some of that going on. But still, hats off. Uh, this is a team that last year was tested in the Whippeal final. Um, they uh, Charleroi, of all teams, uh, came in, uh, kind of got on a roll. They had some excellent uh, d- defense, d- d- defensive play through the tournament that kind of propelled them into the final. And then they, they, they kept... Greensburg Central Catholic from you know pretty much kept them at bay most of the game and then it was a it was a goal in overtime that was the difference a shot from distance uh, it was a shocker and so that was you know so so it it can happen again the question is which one of these other one A teams can can take Greensburg Central Catholic to the distance um, Bentworth is very strong in their section they they've they've just steamrolled through the, a lot of the competition they haven't played outside they're to in that second, third seed kind of area, they haven't played out, stepped outside of their section much, and that's the challenge. You know, if you're not battle tested against really good teams, you really there's a lot of unknowns there. So Bentworth, I, I you know, I haven't seen them play this year, but the, my guess is that you know, when you don't step outside a section, when you start to play a team like Shady Side Academy or Greensburg Central Catholic, um, you might be might be in for a really tough game, um, and that takes me to the next uh, you know Shady Side Academy. Looking at the the brackets, um, you know they've been the only other team really to challenge Greensburg Central Catholic in the last six years in the Whippeal, and so you know that their teams are pretty good. They're Christina Rytel. Um, I coached her brother Matt um, at Shady Side, and and you know she is every bit as good a player as uh, you know at that level um, in girls soccer as her brother Matt was um, at at Shady Side as well. Um, just the ability to score, ability to to, to create, be a playmaker. Um, and they have a couple finishers up top, so they're 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 certainly a good team. It's just they've got to they've got to they've got to get through the one um, A. They've got to get that they, they've. 
they're probably, you know, most likely, it looks like those are the two strongest teams, at least from what I've seen. Um, and then there's some other decent teams, you know, that are in the picture. You can talk about Vincentian Academy. Um, and then there's some, some, some other second place type teams um, in some of the other sections. But that's really what we're looking at in, in, in 1A is, is that can, who can knock off Greensburg Central Catholic? It sounds like it, it, as I say, it sounds like it might be theirs to lose. Give us your, uh, your best first round match in class 1A for the girls. Yeah, and I'm, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow a little bit of a formula here. I'm looking at the brackets. Uh, I, I'm looking at Carlinton. Um, you know, they finished second uh, in Section 4 to Olsh. Olsh wasn't even in the top five. Um, but if you look at um, their record, they seem like a pretty strong team. Um, and then Sarah Catholic, they're in the conference of death here. You know, we talk about groups of death. There, it's, I don't know if I, I haven't mentioned this, but Shadyside Academy and Greensburg, the two essentially teams that have dominated this class um, for a number of years, are in the same section. Hmm. So, I mean, they play each other twice a year. Which, so that being said, you have, um, you know, you, you you look at Sarah Catholic and and say, well, that's they've got four losses to those two programs. Other than that, they're you know they only have two other losses and. Um, they they're nine six and two overall and 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 I think they play Carlinton, um, a second place team and a, who's played a different type of schedule and you know I always like those teams that have been battle tested and have, have, have played the, the really the better teams so I kind of like Sarah Catholic maybe to to make a run at a little bit of an upset um, I saw them play last year against Shadyside when they weren't in the same section in a playoff game and you know they were. They were a young team at that time, so um, but we'll see. We'll see what they can see if they can knock off Carlington. But who, that's a good matchup. <clears throat> Who's your? Uh, who do you think's walking away with this one at Highmark Stadium? Yeah, I mean, this is just this should be Greensburg Central Catholics to lose. Um, you know, just with the, the the type of players that they have, and you know, we we talked a lot about. Um, you know, we talked a lot about um, this. Uh, what was I going to say? This this team. Um, and you know, they also have Shannon Sally who, uh, Sally who, um, you know, she's going to be heading to the, uh, United States air force. So it's a pretty impressive, um, academy and she's a, another outstanding player, uh, for, um, Greensburg central Catholics. So I wanted to mention her, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, they're just a team to knock off and, you know, I think it'll be them and shady side probably in some way, shape or form. They're both on opposite sides of the bracket. So I, I kind of see those two kind of meeting in the finals. Awesome. That that definitely sounds like it'd be an exciting one. Let's uh, let's move on to the next division here. We got Class Two A. Um, this class has the the most unknowns. There's no previous Whoopi champs in the top four, and so the top four, in no particular order, are Freedom, Waynesburg, Freeport, and Highlands. So what are what are some storylines coming out of uh, Class Two A for the girls? Uh, yeah, no. So I'm looking at these this this section this uh, this classification Two A. And we've got, um, as you said, you've got Freedom, uh, which is an interesting story, or we'll talk about that. But uh, Waynesburg, Freeport, Highlands. I'm looking at, when I first looked at this, I said to myself, I have never seen any of these teams in the playoffs, I don't think, you know, in recent years anyway. So it's fast. I mean, Waynesburg's been there. Um, you know, some of these other teams, Avonworth's been there. Some of the teams that are not in the top four. Yawk has been there for many years. Quaker Valley is usually a team that's there. Um, but there's just a lot of unknowns. But you look at the top of the line um, and Freedom, uh, wow. Um, well, basically what they did was, I don't know if you are aware of this, but they had a co-op 
situation where I guess there aren't enough girls to play soccer at New Brighton High School. So they've merged with and, and it just so happens to be that New Brighton last year <laughs> were the second place team in their section. So essentially two Beaver County schools have merged um, to put together a pretty decent team. Now, apparently there's three, only three or four players from New Brighton that are that are playing any significant time or or that have really just made the jump made the move but still it's it's apparently three or four pretty good players so um and they've ridden their way to an an outstanding record this year um you know and and they're they're cruising um and then the other side note the the fascinating storyline here is that um colin williams is um is the coach at freedom and he's not only is he the boy girls coach but he's also the boys coach uh, and they've gotten Freedom's uh, boys team in, into the playoffs as well this year. So pretty fascinating that um, we've got one guy coaching both teams. And um, I've, I failed to mention, but they are 12-0 and 0 in, conf- in the conference, in their section. And then, of course, 17-0 and 0 overall. So this is a team that has, uh, in, at the two-way level, has pretty much steamrolled through everybody. Um, you know, just kind of looking at the, the, the games. And I always look at, you know, what did they do out of conference? Well, they went. They beat Penn Hills three nothing. That's a that's a four A school, um, you know. So that's that's right off the bat. Um, you know, they beat Quigley Catholic. It's a smaller school out of conference. So they haven't really been challenged, but they did play Swickley Academy girls and beat them four nothing. So so there you have it. That's a team that has pretty much steamrolled through the competition this year. Um, but we'll see what happens at the two-way level. There's some other pretty good teams there. And, and the other ones listed, Waynesburg, Freeport, Highlands. Um, you know, the one thing about Highlands, I will say, is that they, they didn't win their, their, their section. They, um, that's Freeport, and really an upstart Freeport program, which, again, for, for many years, Freeport was in this section with some really good teams, Mars and, and Hampton and Shadyside Academy. So they, they could never get to that playoff level if they did they got in as like a fourth uh, the fourth place team and they would get knocked out or playoffs early so two A's giving team an opportunity um programs like freeport um highlands a chance to to to, to compete at a high at least get into a playoff position and um it, it's just giving them opportunities to to compete at a high level and they've got some good really good players so um so i like I kind of like that Freeport Highlands. They kind of battled each other for section title this year. Um, and the, I guess the thing I'm failing to mention is that Highlands has beaten, beaten some pretty good teams um, out of section this year. So, um, so they're, they're, they're a team to kind of watch out for as well. So I like I like the competition. I think that there's there's this this anybody's anybody's game anybody's prediction anybody could win this um class right now well before you give us your official prediction because i'm going to make you pick one what's what's your best matchup of the first round uh well i I think the best matchup it looks like on paper um is yawk and quaker valley of course you know quakers uh, has always been a stronghold and um the boys teams have been excellent girls teams have been good too and they're um you know they're uh they're they're not a first place team this year in their section, but uh, they'll they'll probably bring a pretty good um, competitive. Um, I think this is just a, a evenly matched game, and then you've got Yawk. Um, you know, Yawk is a, is a, is a, is a strong program as well. Um, you know, they're they're um, you know I, I think they're pretty good, and you got some one of the uh, Riverhounds development 
they've had Riverhounds development players uh, from Yacht, and then this year it's uh, it's Jamie Frank. Um, she's a, a defender, so she's a rock solid uh, center back for them. And so I, I think they they are a team that will be um, you know tough to score on. So you, you've got a pretty good matchup there. I think that should be a pretty good 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 game to watch. You had mentioned that you thought it could be anybody's section. I'm going to pin you down. What's <laughs> who's your prediction? Who's who's winning this one? Yeah, two way. I'm like I said. I think it's it could be one of any four or five six different teams that could win the whole thing. Uh, I like Highlands. I think they 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 look like they have that look of a team that they're on a bit of a roll. They haven't lost um, they haven't lost a game since um, I believe like to Freeport, and that was in in in, in way back in September. So I think they're 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 the team to beat. That they're not the the top line team but they they've been the hottest team right now and they're they're on a bit of a roll so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with highlands to come you know their last game against freeport they went zero uh nil nil zero zero tie and i, I think that they've beaten everybody else so they're on a bit of a roll and they played a game late in the season at highmark stadium i think that might um they beat it i think it beat bishop canavan so that helps having not had that experience there. Yeah, the familiarity definitely, definitely helps. So chalk it up, John says, Highlands moving on to Class 3A. Our top four teams in no particular order are Moon, Mars, South Park, and Oakland Catholic. So what's going on in girls' Class 3A, John? Yeah, 3A is another, um, it's another one with a lot of um, new, interesting um uh, you know, matchups and teams that haven't really been in the same sections before against each other. Uh, it's fascinating, really. If you look at a couple teams that have dropped from the top tier down into the third tier, you know, the teams that were always in the traditional class AAA are now back, now dropped into this 3A sec- uh, conference. Uh, teams like Moon, uh, Moon was traditionally a, a you know a 3A, uh, Franklin Regional. Um, those type of teams, Oakland Catholic, I mean, they're dropping into three and they've all had good seasons, really strong seasons. Um, but right now, you know, we're looking at it, the class of the, the three, a, um, you know, it, it, it looks like, um, right now, I mean, as far as I can see, um, you know, moon is, is 14 and it was 14 and 0 in section 17 and one. Um, this is a program that has won, um, a PI AA championships in recent years, they they they've kind of you know they they've kind of struggled in the this in the AAA in recent years in the top tier. So coming down to the next tier in this new setup, um, they've they've pretty much run through um, a pretty decent schedule. And you know, and not only that, they have Montour, a team that won the Whippeal two years ago in their own section. So they've had to compete there, beating them two to one. Um, and then two nothing. So just they've kind of taken care of their, uh, you know, their business. Um, and and they they beat Franklin Regional, another top team, out in a non-conference game, four to one. So I just look at them and I see their, uh, you know, they they've beaten every most everybody. Their only loss is to Seneca Valley, which is a top tier four A team. Uh, so Moon is, I think Moon is uh, the record wise. I think they're the team to beat. Um, they they just look really strong overall right now. So it sounds like you're picking Moon uh, to walk uh, away with this one. Who's what's well, uh, what's not your... that fast? <laughs> I would say not that fast. Uh, you know, I, I like I like the fact that there's 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 some 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 really good teams here. I mean, we got Mar. This is not 
this is a section where you've got the two Whippeal finalists from last year in in the you know the old double A and now the the three A and they, that is Mars and South Park girls both move up or we're in three A and then Oakland Catholic you can't discount Oakland Catholic uh, you can't discount uh, Franklin Regional as I mentioned uh, Montour was a Whitfield champion two years three two years ago and they did it kind of as a surprise under the radar so no I think there will be a the competition will be intense um, in this bracket I don't think there'll be a lot of easy games and there'll be you know, this is one of those deals where sometimes it's it's some you know, you're going to end up going to penalty kicks here or there, uh, that sort of thing. Um, it, there's going to be a lot of close games, and I think it will come down to, you know, which team is healthy because we you know we saw that with Greensburg Central in the PIAA's, and we saw some of that in some of these other teams. But whichever team can make the run and stay healthy, um, uh, but I think any one of those teams that I just mentioned um, all have a legitimate shot. Well, especially with a playoff format, um, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it becomes a, a, a toss-up, and it's it's difficult to lose games like that. But um, yeah, like you said, if if everything's evenly matched, then at least it's it makes for great competition, um, and it makes for a great experience for everybody. What's uh, what's your best matchup of the first round in Class Three uh, A? Yeah, in Three A, you know, I'm looking at is uh, it uh, it's a Mount Pleasant. You know, there's Section Two champs. Um, and they're one of those teams that seems to come out of this section a weaker, if you will, a section that doesn't have as many stronger teams, uh, isn't as deep maybe. Um, so they kind of had their way within their section. Um, and so they have to go play um, – they have to play Hampton. Um, so, you know, you're looking at Hampton and they're, they're coming out of a, a much tougher section. So I think that that will be a really good matchup. Um, let's see here. I'm just, just uh, looking real quick. You know, Hampton's a team that is in the same section with Franklin Regional and last year's defending champ Mars. And Hampton comes from, you know, they come from the top tier. They dropped down this year. So, um, as you can see, so absolutely think that's going to be a, a, should be a really good match. Um, in fact, I could see, even see the third place Hampton team um, beating the first place Mount Pleasant uh, from section two, uh, maybe, maybe winning that one. All right. Um, <clears throat> do you want to pick a team in this one? I know you mentioned that it's a bit of a toss-up, but uh... well, I just you know I I I I'll go with the, the favorite. I'll go with the team that hasn't lost in section. I'll go with the team that that's you know that's that's kind of at the top of the top of the mountain right now. They're they're Moon, and they've won PIAA's. They've got a coaching staff that that knows how to do it and been there before. And like I said, their only loss this year is to a four A team. So I'm going to go with Moon. Speaking of 4A, that's the last uh, class that we're going to talk about as it relates to the girls. Uh, the class 4A top four uh, came in at Norwin, Cannon Mac, Fox Chapel, and Penn Trafford. So uh, what's what's uh, what are some of the storylines to keep an eye out for here in uh, class 4A? Yeah, and, and again, in no particular order, well, I think at the top it is, they were definitely seated in order. Um, you can, I mean, Norwin has... Other than losing that one game to Upper St. Clair last year, and it was kind of a shocker. They gave up a goal early in the game, quality team last year. So that's that. You know, that was that was just they were kind of knocked off early on, and it was tough for them. I think it was a tough game for them. You know, it happens one one game in the season, but they've been strong. They've come back strong this year. They've got a lot of returning players. Um, obviously Emily Harrigan, you know, is one of the top scorers and, um, you know, Alyssa Victor and they're just, a, they're, 
these are players who are playing at the very high level. They're playing with the Riverhounds Devo- Development Academy. Um, their goalie, Sam Wexel, has just posted shutout after put- shutout. Um, so, and they're all you know college bound, Division One bound type players. So, this team uh, last year impressed me. Just really impressed me. I, I watched them play about four or five times, and this year I've only seen them play once. But it's they're they're you know they're they're rolling. I mean they're <clears throat> uh, there's one <coughs> excuse me they're undefeated and then they have this one tie. <coughs> excuse me. They have one tie and uh, you know I think that's a, that's a team that just right now on from what I've seen I I don't know if anybody can beat them but um, but I think there's a few decent challengers in 4A and as you mentioned you we've got Cannon Mac is sitting at number two and also undefeated. Um, uh, they have one tie as well. So it's interesting that um, the one tie for both um, the Cannon Mac and, and Norwin came in section, games in section, uh, against teams that were sort of kind of middle of the road, even non-playoff type or, or lower seed playoff type teams. So, uh, you know, in this case, it was Bethel Park tying, um, tying Cannon Mac. And then you have, um, you know, with with Norwin, uh, you know, you had a situation where they had they ended up um, tying, I believe, um, in their section. I think it was Kiski, maybe the third place team in their section. So Hempfield, so um, you know, local rivalry, Hempfield and Norwin. Um, so every once in a while, you know, but that's it. That's their only blemish. So so if you look at 4A, you've also got some programs. Fox Chapel is a strong, strong program. They've been, you know, they've been there the last few years. I know Peter Torres, the coach. I've talked to him. I've uh, followed them closely in, la- in recent years. Um, I was kind of surprised by their seeding, though, because if you look at th- they finished. I guess they finished ahead of Plum in in section. Uh, both teams had nine and one records, and um, you know Plum. Uh, I guess they had the five five nothing win over Plum, um, and then Plum came back and beat them one nothing. So the difference was those four goals. Um, but you know, either way, Plum was is just as good as they were this year, especially in section. So those two teams could have gone either way. Um, so Plum will be a team to, to look out for as well. Uh, Penn Trafford again, another team knocked out last year in the first round. Um, they are in, in, by Fox Chapel. They are in the same section with Norwin. But again, if you look at their record, three losses. Guess who two of those losses are to? You know, to Norwin. So uh, this is a team that lost to Norwin two times by one goal. So they they are battle tested. They you know they're going to be a team that will certainly be able to handle playing against a top level team. And I think they could get they could make their way um, through. If you look at the bracket, um, the one thing is that Penn Trafford is on the other side of the of, of the brackets from Norwin. So you know you could have an all um, you know. Uh, section four four a final i mean potentially um so that's that's certainly possible but i think canon mac uh, is is just a team that we you know, i haven't mentioned much yet but um you know adian o'donoghue she's a u.s uh she played for uh, she was training with the u.s uh, um u17 team uh national team and so she's just a quality quality player river another riverhounds development player um and so and she's uh, i believe she's headed to a you know, a, a college cup team, uh, Rutgers. Uh, so, I mean, this the quality players that are coming out of our area. It's just, it's tremendous. So, so there you go. And you've got a team that 
Canon Mac, I think they, they almost embody what Upper St. Clair was last year to Norwin. They have a team with an outstanding player who, you know, in, in last year's case with Upper St. Clair, you know, um, they had, you know, they had a quality player that's now playing at Penn State, too, and, you know, was somebody I had to watch out for so that led their team, led her team to, to a PIAA championship. So, you know, it's all this. I think it's going to come down to Norwin Cannon Mac. Um, I really do. And, you know, I think that's that's probably the top the top two teams. Um, they're top two teams for a reason. So it sounds like a lot of great teams, a lot of great mm-hmm. talent. Um, this definitely is going to be one to watch. Mm-hmm. What and is there's the... a potential. I wanted to mention real quick: if mm-hmm. Upper St. Clair would win their first round match against um, Butler, uh, they're in the same bracket as Norwin. So they, we could have, we could see an Upper St. Clair Norwin rematch, which was the Whitfield final and the PIAA semifinal last year. Now Upper St. Clair is not as strong this year. They've they've lost a number of key players. So, but still, the potential of that matchup, I think, is 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 intriguing, if if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Who are you? Uh, who are you picking to come out of this one? You mentioned Norwin and Cannon Macker at the top. I'm, I'm going to make you pick one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to go with Norwin. Uh, I think that, especially having done it last year, having gone through into Highmark Stadium and won um, a Whippeal now, and I, I think they're just they're the team to beat. I, I like them to go far as long as they could stay healthy. Awesome. Awesome, awesome stuff. That wraps up, uh, you know, the girls. We talked about four different divisions. John has so much background on this that it's uh, it's rather impressive to <laughs> sort of sit back and listen to you talk about all of this. Um, yeah, and I, you know, again, last year was I really got involved um, covering. I, and I do cover uh, some games here and there with the for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review as well. So throughout the playoffs, you'll see some some of my coverage will be um, just being at games, covering the games for the Trib as well as, of course, Pittsburgh Soccer Report um, as well. So I, uh, And a lot of these kids I've seen play over the years at numerous levels because I have coached and I've been involved at that um, some different levels and seen a lot of these players. So yeah, um, I guess I'm defending my, um, my knowledge, but that's... that's <laughs> we, we don't call you the professor for nothing, John. Don't worry. <laughs> let's, uh, let's shift gears just a little bit. Let's talk about the boys. Um, mm-hmm. So just like the girls, you know, there's four different divisions. Um, you know, the, the girls mostly will start play on Monday. The boys all start play this Saturday. Uh, the finals will also be at Highmark Stadium, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Like we said, it's going to be just, you know, three days of just awesome, awesome fun. As, as you said, at the Mecca of soccer here in Pittsburgh. Um, four different divisions, just like the girls. In this case, each one features a 16-team tournament. So we're going to go division by division, do the same sort of thing, talk about the teams. Let's start with Class 1A. So the four teams uh, that were ranked near the top, Seton LaSalle, Swickley Academy, Greensburg Central Catholic, and uh, Cardinal World North Catholic. So what's what's interesting coming out of uh, Class 1A here for the boys? Well, to me, the most interesting thing is Cardinal World North Catholic. North Catholic. <laughs> First time in 20 years, North Catholic is in the playoffs to begin um, with, which which is I'm well, you know, I, on a personal note, I coached North Catholic for two years. I coached 2007, 2008. I think we had my first year. I think we had six wins. The second year, I think it was five. You know, so we were we you know we we were competitive. Um, again, we were in a you talk about a section of death. We were in the same section with Swickley Academy. And Seton LaSalle. So those are the top two teams in this Class 1A. So I have a lot of memories of 
uh, losing games to those two teams by uh, a lot of goals. But uh, <laughs> uh, but isn't it great? I mean, isn't it great to see uh, that North Catholic has, you know, they've moved up the Cranberry area um, and it looks like it's finally paid off. You know, I think uh, and I know Coach Jordan Wigan, uh, he's a terrific coach. Uh, we had coached against him when we were at Shadyside Academy. We'd coached against him uh, when he was with Deer Lakes and he just he put together a, a top hard nosed team that was that was going to battle uh, till the final whistle. And um, that's the type of you know coach he is. And he's very knowledgeable, knows the game, um, the technical side of it. And just an excellent, um, you know, tactician as well. So it's just great to see North Catholic right there in the, in, in the mix of things. Uh, and, of course, you know, they, they were, um, uh, you know, they, they, they've kind of come up the ladder. So I'm just, I'm just I'm happy to see that program um, finally start to maybe become a player. And, and maybe there's somebody else out there besides somebody out there that can maybe knock off Seton LaSalle or Swickley Academy. Because just like the girls in 1A – You've got um, a situation where it's pretty much been um, three, in this case, three teams, uh, because Greensburg Central Catholic at the boys' level um, has been pretty good, too, um, during this recent run of six or seven years. But, again, it's Seton LaSalle. It's uh, you know, set 12 section titles, I think multiple, multiple Whitfield titles, and they're right there again. Um, and they picked up a transfer from Brashear, Daryl Daniels, and uh, he's a just terrific player. He, I think he's up to like 19 goals now. And another kid I know pretty well, Chris Stack. Um, he's a senior this year with uh, with um, with Seton LaSalle, and he's he's up to 13 goals this year. So he's got somebody else with him, and Daniels, and they're just a uh, right now, you know, between the two of them, scoring well, well over 30 goals. Um, that's that's impressive. Uh, and they're a team that you know last year's final they played Avonworth and it was kind of a kind of a grind it was one of those games where neither team would give and it was 0-0 and in overtime you know uh, Seton stole the game with a a great shot from distance so uh, that's the kind of stuff that might happen here when you get two evenly matched teams and then of course we can't discount Swickley Academy you have a team that won the PIAA last year that brings a lot of players back um, and I, you know, and I haven't seen them play this year, but I, every time I see articles written on, on them, the, the, one of the key players that keeps getting quoted is Tommy Lasorda. So just a fascinating name. Uh, of course, another sports celebrity, uh, former Dodgers manager, Tommy Lasorda. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just So anyway, so, but Tommy Lasorda is one of their top players. Um, and then Greensburg Central Catholic is always in the picture. So that's the top four. And those are teams that I think will be really difficult to beat for everybody else in, in one a what's uh, what's your best first round matchup for this, uh, for this division? Uh, I'm looking again, looking at the brackets. I, I see freedom uh, is kind of in this is in this, in the picture here. Um, and so I, I, I saw them in Springdale uh, Springdale's uh, is a traditionally pretty good class a team. Um, and they're kind of in the middle, middle of the pack. Um, and then they, they play freedom. So, you know, we'll see a uh, well-coached team. Freedom's kind of on the upswing. And, uh, and so I, I think that should be a pretty good matchup. Um, so that's uh, – I really couldn't include any of the top four because I think they're all win. They should be able to win their first-round matchups pretty easily. So Sounds like a lot of talent um, in this division. Who do, you, uh, who do you think ultimately walks away with this one? Yeah, I'm going to kind of go with Swickley. I, I just look at – 
their non-conference, non-section schedule. And I, I think that they are just, again, I, I'm going based on some of this stuff is, um, you know, a little analytical, but I just, I see them as they, they've gone, they've always done this. Swickley has always gone out and played really good out, going upper, going up to the higher classifications and playing teams. They went and played Peters Township, lost 2 nothing. I mean, Peters Township, arguably one of the top teams in 4A. Um, you know, they're, they've lost at Montour, one of the top teams in 3A. So um, there, there you go. I mean, they've lost it, a game here or there. But I, I just think that this is a team that I think is they, – they, they got a little bitter – taste in their mouth but not winning the whip last year and, and and but they did get the states and then they they, they turned it up a notch and won the, the states won the piaa so i think it, i'm just saying maybe this is the year if they can figure out a way to, to stop the, the the um the scoring combination of stack and daniels um with seat LaSalle because i i can pretty much can see those two teams meeting in the finals um you know north catholic has impressed a lot of people and it, it'll be interesting because they're very i just don't Experience is a huge factor when you get into high school playoffs. And I think North Catholic is still a very young team. There's a lot of talent, a lot of skill. Um, I think they're a year or two away. They could become that juggernaut team. Uh, they have one senior, one senior. So I think every win through the playoffs is a bonus for North Catholic. Uh, but I'm sure they want to they get there and they want to they just you know shock the world. And I think that would be great for that program and, and everything. But... I still see this as a two 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 horse race, and I think it'll probably be a, an overtime type game. And I'm just going to go with Swickley just based on their experience of winning it last, winning the whip, winning the states last year. So John says Swickley. Let's uh, let's move on to Class Two A. Uh, our top four teams, um, in no particular order, are South Park, Quaker Valley, Freeport, and Waynesburg. So, uh, what can you tell us about Class Two A for the for the boys? Well, 2A has, you know, 2A or when it was class AA, um, South Park had been a longstanding, just dominant team at that level. Um, so, you know, that's a team that I, I just continue to see as as being a team to beat. And I shouldn't say dominant because in 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 the Whippeal on the Whippeal side of things, they've only won one um, Whippeal title in the last you know number of years. They had a string where they won two in a row, and I think it was 05, 06. Uh, they won in uh, in fourteen, um, but there's been a nice balance of of t- competition in that middle tier level. Now that's been split up into two A and three A, and so what's come out of it is is that South Park all of a sudden pretty much the smoke is cleared. Um, is kind of one of the few teams left from that. A lot of the other teams moved up to three A uh, that they were in competition with for titles in recent years. Um, however, don't discount. There's some other traditional programs that have been top that have been right in the middle of the picture here. Uh, Quaker Valley is another one. Quaker Valley, um, coached by former Pittsburgh Riverhound Andrew Marshall, um, are back into the picture. Um, and I think being in a, a little bit more watered down 2A, I think you know Quaker Valley has kind of risen back into contention. Um, so that's a team to certainly watch out for. And and then of course you know Waynesburg and 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 Freeport, um, Freeport again I mentioned this earlier the girls same with the boys they were always in this section with Mars and Hampton and and Shady Side Academy and Knock I mean these are 
good soccer programs have all moved up and away from them. So now they've, they've won their section this year, and they're um, poised to make a run in the playoffs. And in, 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 in 2A, that, that does have a, a number of unknowns outside of maybe South Park and Quaker Valley. And, and of course, the fact is Freeport kind of impressed – most impressive thing is that they have Shady – they still have Shadyside Academy in their section – and they were able to, um, you know, this year beat them at Shadyside Academy uh, and then at home hold on for a 1-1 tie. So uh, they've held their own. They've held their own and they, they, are, they have a, an excellent record. And this is a team not to, not to take too lightly if you're South Park or any of the other teams in, in, in uh, 2A. And then, of course, there's Waynesburg. And, and they, again, they come out of a, a, a section that, uh, I, I don't think the competition is as great. You know, you're dealing with Charleroi, Southmoreland, Yawk. I mean, these are teams that um, don't have great overall records. So Waynesburg, they hey, give them credit. They went 11 and one against the competition that they played. They're a team that um, you know I think are capable of making a little bit of a run. But right now, I'm going to look at 2A, and I'm, I'm going to see, and, and not even in the top four is Shady Side, who finished second to Freeport, who have some outstanding players. I know Brendan Brzezinski coached the last of all the kids that we coached, my group of guys that I coached with at Shady Side, that coached. Um, this is the last group of kids that that um, that I coached. So um, I think that they're they're an excellent group, and led by Brendan Brzezinski, uh, I think they're they're a team not to be reckoned with. And another thing about Shadyside Academy, um, while Greensburg, Central Catholic, and Seton LaSalle continue to play at the lowest tier, Shadyside Academy should be in the lowest tier based on um, the enrollment. But they choose to play up to a second level. And this second level is kind of cleared up a little bit. I think there's some other... Um, but they still have you know, Freeport and South Park um, and some good teams in front of them. But this might be the year uh, maybe Shadyside... Uh, can finally make it all the way and and win a win a win it. So they're they're capable. They're more than capable. Tugging at those heartstrings a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's your best match of this first round? Yeah, looking at this, the, you know, again, I, I like the, the Waynesburg Mount Pleasant. Again, uh, you've got a third or fourth place team from a tough section uh, playing against a section champion. In this case, it's it's it is Mount Pleasant. You know, Mount Pleasant boys. Um, you know, they've, they're coming out of a, a much tougher section, I think in this case, uh, because they're in the same section with Freeport Shadyside Academy and a, a pretty good Deer Lakes program there that finished third. So Mount Pleasant at fourth place team, I think could give that first place Waynesburg team a run for their money in the first round. And, um, just, just look, look, look for that scoreboard on Sunday morning. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised or we'll see, check it out on Pittsburgh soccer report, um, that that could be an upset in the making. Absolutely. Who are you? Uh, who are you pinning to take this one? Uh, I got to go with South Park. I think that the. I, I'm not trying to go too much chalk here, but South Park. The smoke's kind of cleared for with some of the other competition moving up to 3A. I think this is the year they 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 get back and they they win a, their second Ripio in three years. So I I, could, I think they're the team to beat. Speaking of 3A, let's uh, let's talk about the top four in 3A. We have Mars, Montour, Thomas Jefferson, and Bell Vernon. Uh, so what are some of the storylines here for the boys in 3A? Yeah, I think that the competition is fierce at this level. I think that, you know, breaking up 2A and 3A, you know, the, the old double A, I think you've got a lot of those the really good programs from that, you know, moving up. And then you've got some teams that were traditionally in the old 
three A and now you know dropping into um, the old triple A or I'm sorry, I'm probably confusing the heck out of everybody listening. <laughs> but um, but you, if you get my guess, the teams from the top level that have moved down are, are, are factors as well. So so and there you have it. I think Mars has been one of the stronger programs in the middle tiers for years. You know they've been they've been right there, right near the top. Um, they've been right there. Uh, and then if you know you look at they haven't won a Whippeal since 2009. They had a 2008-2009 run, and they, they've kind of dropped off a little bit. It's such a, sound, a great area for soccer um, up there in the North uh, communities, and they you know they're 11 and 0 in section this year. Uh, they you know, they had Greensburg, Salem is a pretty good team this year, and then Hampton, who Hampton and Mars always seem to be inseparable in terms of sections. I know Hampton moved up to the top tier for a few years, but now they're back in the same level as Mars and um, they're in the same section and knock is right there. And those are all rivals. Those are teams that all know each other pretty well. And, and Mars pretty much handled all of them and they're at the top. They're 11, 0 and one. And then you've got a Montour team that has uh, really, you know, again, Montour has not traditionally been a great soccer, um, a, a hotbed for soccer talent. Um, but they're, they're an upstart team. Um, the girls were surprised in 14, won the Whippeal. Now they're, you know, maybe this is their turn. They're a very strong defensive unit. They've only given up eight goals this entire year. So I'm sorry, six, six, Matt, uh, Mike. Yeah. Uh, and that's a team that I think will be tough to score upon. And, and when you get to playoff soccer, that's, that's, that is very, very important. Defense um, wins championships. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I think that's a team that's really good. And then, you know, TJ never hasn't won a section title in a number of years. They finally get to that point where Thomas Jefferson has won a section title. And then you've got Shar Valley looking at them right below them and the McKenzie brothers. So I'm sure uh, if anybody doesn't know the McKenzie brothers, um, Dave was a Pittsburgh spirit legend, uh, played for the Pittsburgh spirit. Uh, and now is a coach at Char Valley uh, and his two sons. Um, one of them was a local hero a couple of days ago. For the uh, Tartan Devils uh, in the U.S. Open Cup, yeah. uh, Travis scored a goal. He's uh, actually assist assistant coach. Um, so Char Valley's not even in the top four, but they're right there. They finished second to TJ. They, you know, they're eight and two, thirteen and four overall. This is a team that should not be taken lightly. Uh, so I think that the competition in three A is strong. I think there's a lot of good teams at this level. Uh, I think anybody, it's it's. I, I wouldn't say Mars is a shoe in. Uh, they've got that undefeated record. They've played some good teams out of section, but uh, I, I'd like to see what what some of the. I think to some of these games are going to be really close and good, and um, so I, I wouldn't sleep on any of these teams. What's uh, what's what's the matchup you think we should all be keeping an eye on this weekend? What's the first well, matchup think, to watch? Yeah, and I didn't. We you know we didn't even mention a defending champ, and that's South Fayette. South Fayette uh, is it's a, a little bit of a down year. They lost a lot of key players. They were only five and five in section, uh, but again, they're in that section with T. Thomas Jefferson and Char Valley, and in the Gateway program that went from, you know, being in a, a really tough section at the top tier, now moved down. They, they made the playoffs for the first time in many years. So Gateway was their third place, but South Fayette, being a fourth place team, but having and having a losing overall record this year, but still sneaking into the playoffs as a fourth seed. Um, will take on Moon, and Moon has had a very good year. Uh, finished second to Montour, um, only two losses, three losses in section. So that's a, that's a really good matchup. I think that that'll be a lot of fun. And those are you know not too far from each other. Teams that probably a lot of players that know each other. So that that's that's the match of the uh, the of uh, that class three A. I think they're watching the first round. 
Who are you? Uh, who are you going to pick to to take this one? Who who walks away from Highmark Stadium with the trophy? <laughs> well, I got to go. I got to get a surprise in here and there. So I'm going to go with a second place team. I'm going to go with Char Valley. I I just Ooh. I have a hunch. Again, I was looking again looking at teams that are coming into the playoffs on a roll, and I I I kind of go with them. They haven't lost since you know September 22nd when they lost to, at South Bay. They've been on a roll. They have not lost a game. They've even beaten Thomas Jefferson, their section champs, three to two at at home. So I'm and I'm looking at Char Valley as a team that's on the rise. They beat Upper St. Clair and they beat Seton LaSalle their last two games of the season. Two teams out of section, a four A team, and then of course a one A team, but a good one A team. So they they beat them both handily, three to one and four to one. So I think Char Valley might be a, a dangerous team. Uh, and they could they could make a run all the way to Highmark Stadium. Picking outside the top four, I like it. Let's uh, let's go to last but certainly not least is the uh, boys class four A. Our top four teams are Seneca Valley, Peters Township, Alderdice, and Penn Trafford. So, what can we expect out of uh, the large four A contingent here? Yeah, this is the this is the you know the top tier, and um, we've been looking at this for the last you know. More than 10 years, it's the same old story. It's South Hills teams, um, mostly that stronghold Section 2, uh, Peters Township, Upper St. Clair, Cannon Mac have won the Whippeal titles, um, pretty much any one of those three. Um, and then you can even go back. The only other team, uh, two other teams that won the titles going back 10 years, Mount Lebanon and Bethel Park back in the 2006-07 and then in eight Mount Lebanon. So a team... Out, not from the South Hills. The last team not from the South Hills to win a Whitfield title is Plum in 2005. And then if you take Plum out, there was still another run of all South Hills teams. So it's it's got to be time, right? It's got to be time, Mike. <laughs> I mean, and 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 you know, of course, in the Krasinski household, it was Heartbreak City last year uh, to watch Fox Chapel be leading one nothing in the final minute of the match. And the best player on their team, unfortunately, gets called for a foul in the box. Cannon Mac gets a shot, gets a goal on the PK, and then they score in overtime and win it. And um, and my hats off. I mean, Larry Fingers, coach at Cannon Mac, uh, you know, just a terrific coach, a terrific guy. And he he his team just never never quit. And my hats off to them winning the Whippeal last year. But this year, Cannon Mac is. Um, is not even in this top four. So we've got this top four that looks like this. It's Seneca Valley this year, a team that went all the way to the PIAA finals last year, um, but lost in the finals, lost to Cannon Mac last year in the semifinals. Um, they are such a strong defensive team. We talked about Montour in 3A. Uh, you, you're looking at a team that has just had 14 shutouts in 16 games. Um, their goalie, Dylan Good, is just He's broken shutout records, and um, they're just a solid, solid defensive team. A lot of experience coming back this year. Uh, they are the top line. They're at the top line for a reason. They're nine and zero, fifteen zero, nine zero and one, and fifteen zero and one overall. So that's the number one team um, right now. We're looking at the Peters Township. You know, you look at that South Hills, the team that came out of the top that won that section was Peters, beating out Upper St. Clair. Both had eight one and one records. But Peters get you know pushed got the push and um, will get the higher seed. So they're two Alderdice City League Alderdice is our um, 
you know, I think, you know, they're, they're kind of our, our team that last year they, they beat Peters Township um, after a little bit of a debacle in terms of the seedings where initially they were supposed to play at Peters, even though they had won the, all the dice won their section. This year, they hands down ran through their section. And we're talking about a section that included an upstart plum team, Fox Chapel and Central Catholic and all the dice, the city kids, the city league team now playing and competing in the Whippeal um, are very strong. I think a strong three seed. They, they've had the experience. They lost a few players from last year, but they've had the, the experience of going through the playoffs uh, last year. And I think, you know, losing to a Kiski team was very disappointing to them last year. And I think they're, they're ready to bounce back and make a run all the way to Highmark Stadium. So that's a good team. Penn Trafford, experienced team. Uh, you know, coming out of uh, Section uh, Four, I believe it is. Yeah, so there's Section Four, um, Norwin, Franklin Regional, Kiski, all decent teams that they've beat out. Uh, they're eleven and one, fifteen and one overall. This is a team that plays with a lot. Uh, they've, they have a lot of speed up top. They try to like to get it up high and get the get the ball to their forwards. And um, very, this is a lot of experience on that team. They they they'll be um, they'll be a factor as well, um, and then you know that's pretty much kind of where I see the top four. That's the top four, uh, but we can't sleep on Upper Saint Clair. I mean, when you talk about Whitfield championships, you talk about PIAA championships. They were up by Central Catholic last year. Um, you know, this year they've got um, you know I think they have a little kinder route, but they're on the same side of the bracket. Uh, I believe they are on the same side of the bracket as Seneca Valley. But they're on the bottom side. They have to play a tough Franklin Regional team, and then they would have to play Alderdice. So there's no easy. There's never any easy games in the top tier in the 4A, and so it's going to be just a grind. There's going to be a lot of close, maybe overtime type games, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can sense my excitement talking about it here, Mike. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, what's uh, what's your best, or, or what's the, what's the match to watch out for here in the first round? Well, I went with a couple. Uh, I love the Cannon Mac Plum match. Uh, I think Cannon Mac, you know, again, terrific coach, uh, program that's been very successful. Has won two Whippeals now. Uh, you've got uh, terrific coach in Larry Fingers, and then you got Plum. Uh, and Plum is an interesting team with, uh, you know, Anthony Russo who used to play at Plum, Plum, and he played at Point Park. He's the head coach, and he's got Rap Kolinkowski, one of my oldest friends, buddies, uh, played with played at a point park too um and raf's coach century united and you know that they, they've gotten plum up to um a, a, a totally different level this is a team that has not made the playoffs since 2011 and have jumped into second place in uh section 4a and it, they look like a strong team um and they have an outstanding division one recruit um you know brendan uh brendan akut akut so he's um He's just – I watched them play a couple times this year, and he's just a playmaker. He's – you know, everything goes through him, through the – player, and you, and everybody else is feeding off of that player, and, and if they're clicking on all cylinders, they could be a very good team. So, the, unfortunately, they finished with a much better record than Cannon Mack, but Cannon Mack got a home game against them. So, go figure, um, five and five in their section, ten and seven over Cannon Mack. Will be hosting Plum eight and two and ten four and three at Cannon Mac. So uh, you know maybe Plum goes over goes to the South Hills with a, a little chip on their shoulder. Hmm. Um, I think they they have something that they want to prove that they can play with the with the the big boys in the South. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so who uh, do you? I was gonna say, who do you think takes this one? Um, well, I, I think it's you know my prediction is going to be Seneca Valley um, because I think the experience of last year's PIAA run. I said that about Swickley Academy too, and I think this year, I think they've learned their lesson. Uh, I think they got. I think that's going to be the key. It'll be the experience. Um, they've won a few close games in the state playoffs last year. I just think that they'll probably, it's just, you know, you know, the old adage, defense wins championships. I know we'd love to see five to four games and three to two games even and that type of thing. And you might see some of that, um, I think, here and there. But uh, I, I, I think it's Seneca will dictate the flow of the games. They're going to frustrate their opponents. And, you know, there's some Division One talent floating around there in the boys' level, but not as much as in the girls' level. And I think because of that, you're going to end up with these tight, tight games decided by a mistake or a goal here or there. And I think when you have a team that's been as dominant defensively as Seneca has, I, I just don't – I don't know. It's going to be tough for them to be, to be beat. So it sounds like it's going to be a great, great competition regardless. For those of you keeping score at home, on the girls' side, John is picking Greensburg Central Catholic to get a trophy along with Highlands, Moon, and Norwin. And on the boys' side, he's going with Swickley, South Park, uh, Chartiers Valley, and Seneca Valley. So Seneca Valley, yep. If you don't like it... Go out there, let us know, um, and if your players go out there and, and let's see it on the field, uh, show us up and make for some from for some great games, some great competition. But uh, otherwise, and I know I know our goal was to keep this keep this show um, <laughs> in, in 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 under a certain amount of time, but uh, there's there's so much information, and so much. you know we wanted to make sure that we get a chance to share it uh, and and give everybody some some background on. Uh, what's going what promises to be eight really great uh, classification uh, tournaments and can't wait to see see everybody down at Highmark Stadium. Absolutely. It's going to be an exciting few weeks here in Western PA. If you have thoughts or pictures from any of the games, send us to send them to us on Twitter at Mongols or at PGH Soccer Scribe. That's John. Or just include the hashtag, hashtag PGH Soccer. Uh, both Mongols and the Pittsburgh Soccer Report have been using that to just get all sorts of news out there about Pittsburgh soccer, whether it be high school, whether it be youth levels, whether it be Riverhounds, whatever it may be. Put it out there. Share it with everybody. Don't miss all of the college action that John will be covering over at the PittsburghSoccerReport.com. Clearly, he knows his stuff. Like I said, we call him the professor for a reason. Um, if you like this show, be sure to check out all the other local soccer shows, including the regular Pittsburgh College Soccer Show that John and I produce by going to Mongols.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Otherwise... John, I, you need to go take a break, man. You've been talking about this, this whole show. Um, I would take a break until Saturday when the, the action starts. And um, actually, you know, I, I'll be out there here and there. Um, but the first couple of weeks, I'll I'll take it easy. I'll watch from behind, uh, from in the background, and kind of see how everything <laughs> develops. But we will have updates on PittsburghSoccerReport.com, and I do encourage everyone to send game, in-game updates because I think a lot of times people in the want to know what's going on with a lot of other games. And so if you just hashtag PGH soccer, um, it'll be a great way to follow all the games in one, one place on Twitter. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, everybody get glued to Twitter and just watch for all those updates and, mm -hmm. and track everything that's going on. But, uh, otherwise I think that pretty much does it 
For John, I am Mike. Good luck to all the teams out there, and hopefully we will see you at Highmark.